Hey everyone, thank you for being connected here today. I am sitting with Jen. Jen, thank you so much for being part of the program. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. For those who aren't aware of the work you're doing, let them know about yourself. Okay, so I am, uh, first of all, I'm a transplant from Trinidad and Tobago, a sunny Caribbean island, and I live in Massachusetts with my, my husband and my son. And we do life here. Uh, we do faith, we do family, we do fun, flexibility, and all things finances. I'm a lifestyle and financial coach, helping and empowering women to transform their lives and their lifestyle so that they can lead generational legacy. So there's so much to grab from here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start off with the back end with reference to legacy. Help us mm. understand and define legacy. What is a, a healthy or appropriate definition for the word legacy? So it's interesting because I did a, a mini series interviewing people about what legacy means to them. And it's amazing how many different, what similar ways that people talked about legacy. Of course, legacy could be in any domain. Uh, most people think it's wealth, which is one of the ways to leave legacy. But I really believe that legacy is character and, and the things that you impart or impose as people see your life unfold. You know, my dad passed away last June and I was thinking at the, I was saying at the eulogy, he left a legacy, a legacy of a discipline, a legacy of prudence, a legacy of um, morals and all of the things that are not really tangible, that are intangible and what I call soft skills that I have in my life today as a result of his legacy. Now, I didn't know that that was what he was doing uh, because I always say more is caught than taught. But all along, he was depositing legacy in my life. I didn't even know. And so when he passed away, I was able to pull from those things and begin to, to create a eulogy for him that I just never would have thought that I would, you know, connect back. I mean, most kids, you know, they go about their day. They don't consider their parents doing anything major, and, but they're depositing things in them. And so for me, that is a huge part of what I believe is legacy. Legacy is leaving who you are behind uh, and to sustain that over time. Uh, and it never goes away. I like that idea of it, it's caught and not taught, right? So, so some of the things are easy for us to explain and or just teach. But some of the things it's really is, it's part of living and, and just being human beings. When we talk about the the harmony, well, let me present it this way. People talk about work-life balance. I'm more on the position of work-life harmony, but I really want okay. to know your position. Is, is it work-life balance or is it harmony? How would you look at these two things? Yeah, and I love that because I'm doing a series on you know, designing your life your way, right? And everyone's life is so different. So for me, I like the word alignment and integration. Mm. So because for me, balance, you could never get everything balanced. Yeah, because you go through different seasons of life. You know, this season of my life, I have a teenager who is, you know, he, his needs are different. So that means my life have to look different. My business have to look different. That means I have to pause. And I have a lifestyle business. That means I work around my business. My business doesn't work around me. So I've chosen to do that just because, you know, if I say faith, family, and fun is more important, then that is what comes first. And so I, I teach people to live their values. If I live my values and I'm anchored in it, that means I always come back to the why. I always come back to the anchoring point 
And if I say those things are important, then my life has to show that. So that's why I really like integration and alignment instead of balance. Yeah, yeah. I I always lean to the side of, of harmony because I agree with your position that balance is hard to have because well, there's so many ebb and flows, right? You may have frustration at work or frustration at home. And so right. not everything is going to be at 100. I like the idea of harmony, but I'm, I'm leaning towards that integration part. You're almost got me. <laughs> <laughs> I like harmony too. Listen, I want harmony, but it doesn't always happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so integration seems a more holistic way. If you think about a, a bike wheel, right? All the spokes are sort of aligned and we can't get that all the time. But integration, like to me, that's, that's a super word that I like to use. Yeah, I like that a lot. We talk about uh, legacy and oftentimes, as you pointed earlier, individuals think, well, legacy may be financial dividends or financial gain. And so they're thinking more of that where what we're, what we're saying here is, well, actually it has more to do with the character and those values. And mm-hmm. I'm such, such a, a, a you, know, you preach it to the choir, Jenna. I love this idea of values and being able to define values and understand values. Talk a bit about how important values are. And for that individual that maybe is saying, I hear you, Jen, but I don't know what to integrate because I don't got no values or I don't know how to define them. Oh. Talk a bit about those strategies. Yeah. You know, a value is a principle, principle that's, that, that you hold close to your heart. And I really believe I may be wrong, but I really believe that values start early, very early in our life, childhood, uh, things that we see, that we observe, that we create. You know, children create stories if if not told anything. So they they we create things in our minds, and we and that starts belief systems, right? So values are things that are that hold near and fast to me. Principles, things that we believe in. Like my family, one of our highest values is faith. It's faith. That means we do things that are connected to faith. That's our value system. And so if you say your value is family, most people, most people's values, family, what does that mean? It means that we connect. We may not talk every day, but, but I got your back. You know, I, I got you. If you're in a, if you're in a hard place, uh, family first, right? Family is what comes first is whatever comes that is foundational. In other words, creating a framework. If so, if I say, uh, work is one of my values, which it isn't. <laughs> I mean, I love to work, but it is not one of my highest value. Um, then it, I have to show that this is a highest priority for me. But here's what we get into dissidence. If I say faith is my high, highest value, but now work is, is, is superseding faith all the time, not, not for a season, because I know sometimes we got we to gotta grind and we have to hustle. But if it's coming up all the time, I question that. And I said, there's a dissonance there. If you say this is important, then why is this showing up more? So value is a thing that anchors me and say, okay, this is important to me. Now, a lot of people, a lot of clients have come my way. They don't even know, you're right, how to define values and what is their values. I go back to a reverse engineer and say, okay, what's important to you? What do you want? What, is, what, what actually brings you joy? And what is most meaningful to you? What is your why that you're doing? What is, why are you doing what you're doing? That is, that's important to you. It's probably one of your highest values. I'm just getting started and I need to save money. 
Inkfile gave me the best service for the best price. As a freelancer, the low startup cost is what convinced me I could actually do this. My hobby started making me money, and Inkfile helped me turn it into an online business. Inkfile formed my business for zero dollars. Who else is going to offer you that? Inkfile.com, where your business begins. As some individuals, well, they value appearance over actually living a lifestyle within their means. But for yeah. that individual that right now is trying to financially figure it out, like, you know, they, they, they identify as a billionaire, but they're not a billionaire in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so that individual is trying to integrate and actually put everything into place. What are some strategies that they can implement today to actually live that out? Nine times out of 10, as why people come to me. Uh, I want to be debt free, but I'm, I'm, I'm going out to spend money on things that I really don't need to. Why is that? So the neuroscience of that is really mindset, right? You come down to mindset. Okay, if, if, my, if, if I say I want to be debt-free, I don't have to starve or sacrifice or do anything crazy, but I have to put some systems in place in order to streamline my life so that it's integrated. Mm-hmm. And I will get to that place where I, get, I, where I, where I, where I am debt-free. If that's your goal. That's not your goal. Be spontaneous, carefree, <laughs> do what you need to do. But if I say something, and that's where I think a lot of people appreciate coaches because we get down to the root of the why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not having conversations with people about this stuff, deep stuff. People, people don't want to know all this situation. In fact, my, my family laugh at me. They're like, you're always asking questions. I said, guess what? Questions give me answers about what it is that you say you really want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's simple, but that's what I feel that people need to figure out. If I want to be a billionaire, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Then what am I doing today? What tiny steps am I making? What small steps am I making to get to that place? Now, it could be many steps, but do I have a roadmap to that place? If I want to be here and I say I want to be here, there's a big gap. What am I doing today that will get me to that, to my future self? We talk about the beginning of the new year. Most often individuals think long-term with reference to legacy. And oftentimes they either A, establish some new year's resolutions or some goals, mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. establish one word, which will anchor everything they do in the yep. year. My question yep. to you is where do you lean on that spectrum? Oh my gosh. Um, so resolutions, I toss it out. I, I really don't go for that. Um, you know, interestingly enough, three years ago, I started one word. I didn't believe in it. I was like, ah, that's so poo-poo. That's like so <laughs> trendy. But listen to me. I started one word actually two years ago, and it has been surprisingly beneficial. I say that because my word last year was gratitude. Mm-hmm. I cannot begin to tell you how many trials I had last year <laughs> that guess what forced me to go back to that word. I was, I was blogging gratitude. I was journaling gratitude. I was doing live gratitude with others and myself. I was, there was gratitude all over the place. And I've never had more trouble <laughs> last than last year. I mean, I had major surgery. My father died. I had a car accident, you name it. And every time I wanted to complain, every time I wanted to feel sorry for myself, Every time I wanted to blame someone, that word anchored me. Listen, I, I did not even think about that. It's, it's amazing. This word, my year is calm. 
and I'm nothing but calm. So, and this year too, trouble is already started, right? So my point is, um, I'm not for uh, resolutions because I don't think, I mean, as a health and wellness coach for years, and I worked with a lot of people with their resolutions. And by February, a lot of them dropped off because mm-hmm. the sustaining power of consistency is the key to success in my book, right? Mm-hmm. If you are consistent, literally, that is a game. That's 50% of your success. Just be consistent, mm-hmm. okay? So um, I believe in intentions. I believe in setting intentions. You know why? Because you can always change it. Mm-hmm. I believe I in setting it. intentions. I love that. I love that. So, so you, you have a word that you use for every year. I've even seen some individuals that would maybe try to, and, and what I'd like to do here at least, is if you could encapsulate your life and your life's mm. work in one word, what would that one word be? That is very hard. <laughs> I, was writing, <laughs> I was writing my my piece this morning and I was like, wow, I am I am a disruptor. I mean, I am a total disruptor mm-hmm. and very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Disruptor of all things, marginalized, um, you know, oppressed, anything that has. And, and again, I want to tie it in, Miguel, to my father's legacy. Mm-hmm. That was his legacy. And so I have a piece of his DNA in me because I fight for the underdog. I, I come in, I am like, you know, I was thinking about the superheroes as a woman, forget mm-hmm. their names. Anyway, I'm like the, the superhero of a dis- disrupted community, mm-hmm. uh, marginalized communities that have been oppressed and depressed and repressed about when they're, you know, the, 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 the wage gap, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, policy issues that makes no sense. And so I'm always pushing the envelope for equity um, and equality, right? Especially around finances, because guess what? We all need money. There's nowhere in the world that you don't need money. Show me, maybe in the, maybe in places where they don't need money, but for the most part, we need money to survive. And I feel that if God has put me on this earth, it's given me this, this fiery passion to be a disruptor of things that are, are oppressed, depressed, and repressed, especially within refugee, immigrant, marginalized communities that have no equal footing around wealth building, and asset creation. So I don't know if that answered your question. But yeah, um, certainly. Word, the word for your life is disruptor, which is a powerful <laughs> word. It's a powerful it's a word, power. right? And and as you said, right, you know, putting faith is such a high part or high value in your life where you said, yeah, if God has given me this fire, then, then yeah, how am I not going to be a disruptor? So That's right. That. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm a disruptor, but I obey the law. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not outright rebellion for no reason. No, you're I not reckless. It. it doesn't make sense. I'm pushing the envelope. Right, right. You're not reckless. You're, That's right. You're I'm reasonable. I, I understand. <laughs> Jen, for those who are connected and want to connect with you, how could they do so? Okay, awesome. Listen, I have um, a website, JenInspiringCoach.com. My handles on IG and Facebook is the same thing, JenInspiringCoach.com. I am considering doing a podcast, but again, Maybe it's not the right season. I love to talk mm-hmm. and I love to engage with people. So I'm trying to convince my engineer husband to do a podcast with me because we do marriage and money. Awesome. Um, and so I wanted to sort of do that, especially within the minority communities mm-hmm. where we don't talk about money, right? Yeah. Or we don't communicate about money. I wanted to make it a really nice sort of armchair conversation uh, as a way for people to feel comfortable about talking about money. So we'll see. 
it's not in this season, but it, it's coming. <laughs> well, certainly when it arrives, let us know. Join of the course. conversation. We definitely want to support you in that journey. For sure. For sure. Jenna, it's thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you yes. so much for inviting me. Thank you.